All right. Welcome back to the Katie Flea Show. I am so glad you are here. And I'm really, really pumped about my guest that I have on the show today, all the way from Austin, Texas, right? Yes. Yeah. Miss M. Haas. And go ahead and just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about like what exactly it is that you do. Okay. Hello. My name is M. Haas. M is short for Emily. Like I could say that a million times over because everyone thinks it's Emma. Um, But I am an ex-corporate fashion designer. I worked for Nike and Under Armour. And I just always have had a love for people finding their version of having it all and never settling on their desires. So at first, from studying the body, that just translated into like helping them find the health that they always wanted. And like, what is that going to be looking like for them? And so, you know, I grew a really successful multiple six figure fitness coaching business. And long story short, my best friend at the time was struggling in corporate. She was like, I want to become a relationship coach. I'm not sure if this is going to be the same thing, but like, how do you get clients? And I helped her leave corporate and get five high ticket clients right away. And like, I literally just seeing that transformation and seeing her create what she never thought was possible. I just felt just viscerally like this is the next level. Like this is the next iteration of what I'm supposed to be doing. I thought it was just health, but I actually want it to be like business and lifestyle and financial freedom and women just like really making a mark in terms of like changing generational patterns around money and like what they can earn and what they're capable of. And I just constantly saw women settle in their life growing up. And so I think what I'm really here to do is help women um, not settle based on the relationship, based on what other people think, based on what other people want for them, um, what society wants for them, and really create their version of having it all and never settle in their desires. So that looks like me coaching some badass powerhouse coaches. Um, I do uh, really master in organic sales, I think it is for me. I love it. And I love Instagram. And I love talking about the blend of emotional intelligence and strategy. I think you have to have both in order to succeed in this industry. So that's a little bit about me. I have a Frenchie named Pancake. She is fat and cute and it's hard to get work done because of her. Um, But she is head of customer service over here. I love her. (laughs) And um, I live with my boyfriend here in Austin and um, have lived in five major cities before I was 27. So, yeah. I mean, literally just hearing you talk just like kind of makes me want to run through a wall, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, but also on the puppies. So we just got a puppy, and I my kids are also home from e learning or for e learning today at the time of this recording. So I am just hoping that my house stays silent enough, yeah. kids and the new eight week old puppy, <laughs> for us to get through this this episode. Oh my gosh! But I do love seeing videos and pictures of your dog. Yes, she's the best. But it was a bar fight when she was a puppy. Oh my God. Like, so so tough. It's so tough, but it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, awesome, girl. Well, listen, let's talk about, I just want to hear you riff on, like, and I know you made a post about this the other day, and I loved it so much that I reached out and I was like, oh my gosh, we need to talk about this. 
yeah. happens or what what would you suggest to do let's just say if business is slow mm. okay so i think this is like such a trending topic now like short-term thinking versus long-term thinking in your business and i think it's very very easy you know you have investments you have commitments you have expenses you have bills you have all these things as an entrepreneur and so when business is slow it's very easy to resort back into the short-term thinking of this is what's happening right now oh my god like i'm never gonna make money again and so it just continues to have this domino effect where coaches will then go oh, I can't make this next investment because they're assuming that they'll never make money again. Like it's like all the success that they just created just like goes out the window, yeah. like all of a sudden. Like, and it's just, it's hilarious to even just think about like how ridiculous we can get sometimes with just assuming that this is how it's now gonna be or panicking. And I just think for me, it was understanding that like, I have never been somebody who's chased anything. That is not why I started my business. I didn't even have an income goal in mind. It wasn't even to replace my corporate income. I just wanted to work from home wearing aloe and Lululemon and having a full-blown morning routine. Like that was my dream. And I'm like, if I can help people at the same time, amazing. I don't care if they pay me $50. Like, so that same, like, I'm so grateful for everything. We tend to lose it when we start making money and there's this entitlement that sets in. And yeah. so of course, when things are slow, it's like, you know, someone pays you for a low ticket masterclass and it's not enough because it's not a private client signing with you or whatever. And we just get so caught up in that coupled with every time we open our phone, there's a new money goal or money win that someone is celebrating or experiencing. And so I think what I noticed is like, okay, I was never someone to chase anything. So why am I acting like that person? Like you don't feel like yourself when you get caught up in that short-term thinking. And, you know, coming from fitness and you and I were talking about this before I had clients where as soon as the weight wasn't off, it was like, oh my God, what do I do? Should I cut my carbs? Should I do more cardio? Like they would panic and freak out. And so the easiest thing to do when your business is slow, just like with fitness, you want to grab the next diet. You want to grab the next cardio strategy, whatever it is. Right. Um, and dump on your mentor. Like, what do I do? What do I do? So the thing that people can't sit with is that, what if it is just staying the course and mm. this one month and this one season, this one quarter doesn't actually mean anything about how the rest of the year is going to go. So what I was saying in that TikTok is this time last year, I was just changing my business model. I was letting go of sales calls, DM strategies, selling one offer at a time, only high ticket. All these things that I did before that were really successful and great, but they no longer align with me. And the start of the year was fucking slow. Like January was just kind of like, okay, this time last year. And then it's like, if I had made that mean that even the rest of the quarter was gonna go that way, let alone the rest of the year, I would have like my actions would have reflected that because they would have I would have sold out of fear. I would have been in this frantic energy. I definitely wouldn't have kept investing in stuff. Right. Like there was like all of these things that like I wouldn't have done that led to me collecting over like 200K more this year than I did the year before. 
And after burning everything to the ground, like if I had had that mindset just from one month. So I think it was about, you know, and constant conversations with Steph around this, but like Steph, the firecracker uh, redhead who we both work with. Yes, right. So maybe, by the way, a little disclaimer, um, she's the firecracker we both love. So she and her and I were having these conversations. I was just like, you know, Steph, like, I don't feel like myself. I know this isn't me. So like, I just kept being very self-disciplined after that with all of my actions being focused on long-term. So during that stillness and silence, my reframe was, oh, cool. It's silent. It's still, I don't have to send links to people. My team's not onboarding people. Okay, cool. Let's use this time to get clear on my non-negotiables for my higher level clients to change my pricing if I need to, to build out new offers behind the scenes or what I'm going to have later this year. Like you can take advantage of that time. And actually probably the thing you need to do is to get up from your laptop or put down your phone and go and remember who the fuck you are. During oh, that so good. So good. Because it's like the reason why you're in that mindset is because your validation or sense of safety, security, and confidence is probably coming from each sale that's coming in. It's not actually coming from yourself. So when you can learn how to self-source all the emotions and energies you get from the next sale within yourself, like that will be your biggest superpower. You will be unfuckwithable. So during that stillness, those are the things that I was doing. And it's just about continuing to hold that reframe, not making it mean anything. Because if you feel like shit during the lows and you're only feeling confident and sure during the highs, what's going to happen is like, when you have that high cash month, you're going to go, oh my God, this never happens. This is weird. This is crazy. You're going to act like and almost verbalize that it's a fluke. So of course it's not going to happen again, right? Because you're putting it on a pedestal. You're making it so far out of reach. Whereas if you normalized it, just remain neutral. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. This is a high cash month. Like this, if it happened once it can happen again. And I feel like coaches don't go there. People in general don't go there, but that you're placing a lot of your worth on how much money you've made that month. And so, and, and I've also PS I've been there, been there, done that. You know what I mean? And so then it's like, all of a sudden, if you have a lower income month, then it's like, oh, I'm a piece of shit. Like it's not working. It's broken. I need to change everything. I need to fix it all because all of a sudden, you know, I I don't know what I'm doing. And, you know, it's, you're making it mean so much more than what it actually is. Yeah. And then your behavior just follows that. And, you know, you just look a little despacito maybe in some conversation, right? So yeah, it's just, it's kind of this ripple effect that happens. You know, I I think the thing is to not get caught up in the shame and guilt cycle because you don't really move after that. I think it's like rather than exhausting yourself with like shaming that you feel this way, it's like, it's funny because we get like, we feel this shame come up. Then we get frustrated at ourselves because we feel the shame and then we get even more upset and it just like keeps happening. And so I think like the thing I've done that's been really productive is going like, okay, validate how I feel. This is a hundred percent how I feel. And like, what am I going to do with this information? Does this mindset match with somebody who has an eight figure business or wherever your like ultimate is? 
No, they probably don't make a slower month mean fucking anything because they're so busy moving, innovating, creating. Um, Yeah. And refining things behind the scenes. But I have a huge feeling that they're also living the fuck out of their life in between. And, you know, their business isn't consuming their entire life. So I think it's also just realizing that, like, are your behaviors and your mindset and where you put your focus, is it actually a match for where you're going? Or is this still like a match for where you were in the very beginning? Um, Meaning, you know, like you are super attached to every sale that comes in. Um, So yeah, I mean, we do this with relationships too. Like I used to do it with men all the time. Like when I wasn't in a relationship or talking to someone, Oh my God. Like, because like, then it's like, Oh, I have to face my shit. Like I have to be with myself. And so I was looking for that external validation with the next partner or with, you know, the next relationship. And I just think when I really got clear on everything that that person would be giving me, like, how can I give it to myself right now? All these non-negotiables I'm listing down, right. For this guy, am I that person? Right. So it's like, that's what I mean by self-sourcing. Like it's seriously the biggest superpower you ever have. Like 100%. I also feel like, and, and you can riff on this too. I feel like this is why not everyone is cut out to be an entrepreneur. Would you agree with that? No, it is literally like, it is literally in your DNA or it's yeah. not like, yeah. because there is this thing about entrepreneurship where I just crack up because it's like, you know, I'm, I'm sure you had this experience too. Like what we saw when we first started our business, like laptop lifestyle and the fucking like Bali backdrops and like whatever, like, you know, it's like so easy to like buy into that and yeah. be like, yes, this is how it's going to be. Clients are just going to come. All I need to do is start an Instagram and like share my workouts or like whatever. And like, yeah. Okay. And, um, there's also this part of it where it's like you have to have the figure shit out you know like characteristic about you like the ability to get really messy and get really resourceful and take extreme messy action and it's like for me i would always rather move and absolutely fail and fall on my face then wait and try to like do what's safe or practical or logical. I fucking grew up that way. And the people that live their life that way were miserable. So I was like, I don't, you know, I don't want to do that. And so, um, yeah, from day one, I just always bet on myself. Um, and you know, it was from betting on myself in other areas before that at a young age, but I feel like that's part of it. The other thing that I think a lot of people don't have, but they pretend they do is there's this time period, I actually made a post about this during your business where, and I know, I don't know if people are going to be able to see this, but like uh, one of my hands, it's like, you know, it's down here, like it's lower and the other one's higher. You know, the higher hand is like, there's a time period. It's actually a long time period in your business when you're first starting, but even as you get to other levels where your output, how much you're investing, your energy, your consistency is going to be higher than your results. Yeah. And a lot of people can't sit with that. They want it to be the other way around. They want their results to be instantaneous, but Ooh, I don't want to have to invest that much. Like I don't want to have to show up that consistently. I want to have to sell that much. And it's like, you're not an entrepreneur if this is your expectation. Um, and I think a lot of people can't sit with that. And that is the thing that you have to be humble about is like, yes, like you might not be profiting a lot, 
you know, like and sometimes, but you know, the thing I was always grateful for is like, you know, there's a certain number in my bank account that I never go below. But like, if I'm putting all of my money, like I'm my safest investment. So if I'm putting all of my money into mentorship, I would rather do that honestly than my next car or something like that. Like that to me, like that's like a false sense of security to me. Um, and I don't need that to feel successful. Like I actually want to, you know, move money in the hands of someone that's going to help me make more money um, and help more people. Right. Cause that's just the, what the money is a reflection of, but a lot of people can't sit with that. And okay. that's, I think when, I mean, you and I both know because we work with other, you know, coaches, business owners, entrepreneurs, uh, it's the same thing in the fitness industry as well. But when somebody asks, how much money can I expect to make? I'm like, well, uh, first of all, you don't understand entrepreneurship, number one. You know what I mean? Because it's like they they invest into mentorship or they have this mindset of investing into mentorship. Like I'm going to invest and then I'm just magically going to make a million dollars next week. You know what I mean? And so they're always like constantly coming into membership containers like with that energy. And yeah. then end up not doing anything, <laughs> you oh, know what yeah. I mean? And they, they crash and burn because they are not in it for the long-term game. They're in it for, I'm going to hire you so I can make this much a month and, you know, this much a year. And then it's like, then they're really freaking miserable. It's the same thing with, with fitness too. It's like, well, how much can I expect to lose in my, in my first three months? I'm like, <laughs> you know, honestly, barf, like every time. Barf. Yes, for like, sure. Every time ask me that. Um, I'm just like, Oh my God, you don't get it. And like, I understand because, you know, people want to have something safe and tangible to grasp onto because, you know, a lot of people can't handle, especially if this is a world they've never stepped into, they want some kind of guarantee. Yeah. You know, it's like at the same time, I think this is one of the best posts I've ever seen, but it was this iceberg image. And on top, you know, it's the top of the iceberg, the just the little bit that you can see, right? That's on top of the water. That's the money win. That's how much the money you're making underneath is like all of the fucking inner work and the boundaries and the thing, the investments you made is all under that number. And that's what people, that's what I'm saying. They can't sit with, okay, maybe in the beginning, my output investments, energy, consistency, how much value I have to put out, um, how much I have to prove my authority. Like a lot of people don't look that either. Um, it's going to be higher than the results that I have at first. And I think like it was the other day, someone was asking me about my mastermind. Sweet, like amazing person. I see a lot of potential in her, but again, that doesn't matter at the end of the day. She has to see it. Yep. Um, and she is a fitness coach. And she asked me, she was like, you know, do you think I could make 20K months in your mastermind? Um, so when I looked at that DM, I just said to her, I was like, listen, your results are a hundred percent your responsibility. Boom. My and, and how coachable you are, how much radical responsibility you take for how much you lean, lean in and lean out of the mastermind. Um, and like, yeah, like what you do with the mentorship I give you, because I think the thing, Katie, that a lot of people don't understand about coaching is that when you mentor somebody at whatever scale, it could be a group program, it could be you're teaching them something in a masterclass, there is an integration period that needs to happen, mm -hmm. right? So like when you plug in and ask your coach something or mentor, 
they give you the answer. Like you could plug in and say, this is like the most common question. And like, I know you talk about this a lot, but how do you hold the space in between the results? Right? So then I riff for like five minutes. They've never asked me this before. And then they feel good. They're great. They're on top of the world. Then they come back next week and ask the same thing, just in another way. The reason why they do that is because they're avoiding the actual integration period. And they're like, oh, just one more time. Can you just say it in a different way this time? I actually know the answer, but I want you to say it again in 50 different ways. And that's the part that people that's what I mean by radical responsibility. It's this like floaty phrase that goes around. But like it's like what that means to me is that they're actually taking what they've already been mentored on. And instead of resisting it or being like, oh, I mean, can you give me a strategy answer? Because this is like a little difficult, like this is a little uncomfortable. Um, instead of looking at why am I resisting that? OK, it's probably because M's results came from her doing this work. Like, uh, just one more time, I'm going to plug back in and like kind of dump this on you again and then see if you have a different answer for me. And that's what happens. And I actually have started to call out my clients on this. Like, listen, I've already mentored you on this. What is your resistance with integrating what I've already told you? Right. And then it's like, they're like, like a lot of shit comes up and we talk through it. So I think like that's part of it. And that's the reason why people quit early. That's the reason why they're like, they basically go into investments with their handout. Yeah. like, where are the results? And I'm like, you tell me. hundred <laughs> like, percent. Right. And that's just the thing. It's like, but that's the thing I, I wish more people would understand is when, when you realize, like when it actually lands and clicks, like, oh, I'm responsible for my results. Yeah. You're going to get so much more results. Like, that's the thing. You know what I mean? When you realize like you actually hold the key to what it is that you accomplish, not your coach. Like, yeah. It's like, holy shit, strap in because that's when results will actually happen instead of you feeling like, you know, you're relying on your mentor, your weight loss coach, whatever to do it for you. Because at the end of the day, they can give you all the tools, the strategy, you know, the things, the the motivation that you could ever possibly need. But -hmm. if you don't integrate it, guess what? You don't you don't get the results that you're searching for, you know? Yeah. And that's where. um you know, like I've always just told myself since day one, like I'm not here to save people. I'm here to accelerate their growth. I'm here to accelerate people who walked in deciding this is going to work. However long it takes, like, you know, Steph talks about like being on the mountain with no peak, right? Like, you know, the peak for me a year ago was like hitting a million by a certain point. And it's just like, that's that it just, I didn't feel like myself and think about how that year would have gone. It's like, you know, if you're on the mountain with a peak, every conversation, every, it's going to feel very transactional. Like, what do I need to say to get closer to that million? And it's just like, when I, when she said, are you like, you know, you're on the mountain with no peak. I felt my body literally like exhale. Like, I'm just like, Yes. Like that, that's it. Like I get to enjoy myself along the way and like, it'll inevitably happen. So yeah, I just think it's, it's that, and people don't, people look at coaching as a done for you service and it's not. And, um, it's really sad because a lot of coaches after they get a client like that, who quits, who doesn't take full advantage of the commitment, 
um, they, they turn on themselves and think like, I'm a bad coach. I'm doing something wrong. Or, or they tried changing their entire strategy or program when it really has nothing to do with that. It was the person's expectation, honestly. And whatever expectations they're putting on you is just a reflection of the expectations they're putting on themselves. So, yeah. Well, good. So good. Oh my gosh. And I'm sure you probably, I, I've, I've learned this too with clients and, and you probably have something very similar in place, but now it's like when I bring on private clients, I set that expectation in the beginning. Like, listen, you're a grown ass adult. Okay. And I am here to give you all the strategies, the tools, the motivation, like speak life into you. And I will coach the face off of you, but here are my expectations of you, you know, uh -huh. And, and I, and I'm telling you ever since I started doing that, even just the, the client experience is so much better because it just sets that expectation in the beginning. Like, listen, this is your responsibility. I'm not going to do it for you. Yeah. Setting containers is like literally the best thing I ever started doing because I mean, down even to like how long the voice notes should be and everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's like, you got to teach people sometimes how to even use Voxer. Like, it's just like insane. Um, but, you know, it's really powerful because then there's just like no miscommunication or whatever. And part of that is like, yeah, setting expectations. But what I would add to that is like, I also say like, here's what you can expect from me mm -hmm. also. Mm -hmm. Because like, I'm going to show up for you 100% meaning I'm going to show up for this relationship. I'm not going to do your business for you. Um, I'm going to, you know, like you said, coach the hell out of you. And like, you know, Voxer isn't on call, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> service. Yep. So um, it's that. And I think Katie, like less and less, did I start attracting or did, was I attracting needy clients like that or people that didn't understand what this is? Um, when I really started viewing my audience differently, like you said, grown ass adults, like exactly how you said it, like they can lead themselves. Yep. Um, you know, they're not going to die if I don't answer the Voxer right away. Um, nothing bad's going to happen if I plug out a Voxer early or whatever, because I think the biggest reframe for me with that, um, and Felicity, my other mentor, she said this, she was like, you know, when private clients hire me, they're plugging into my life. Like, so if I'm in an Uber answering them or I'm on whatever in the airport, like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is just how it is. And it's not this like entitlement. I didn't even get that from her. It's just more so like, yeah, I'm not plugging into their life and like meaning like, you know, they're coming into my world. And like, if that's actually the statement you're using, like, you got to really think about that. Um, so I love that. yes, I mean, we totally just got off topic there, but I'm loving every second of it. <laughs> I mean, it so good. Oh my gosh. So let's kind of circle back around to what we were talking about in the beginning. Like what, as before we close out, like what would you say to someone who is in that stage right now of their business, whether they're like just beginning their, their coaching business or, or in the very, very beginning stages of entrepreneurship, or for someone who's maybe more of a seasoned entrepreneur that is experiencing more of like what I would call a dip. Like, what would you say to them? Yeah. Okay. So the person just starting out, um, you know, 
if you are so this is the person where it's like slow to get going kind of thing is that what you mean okay so because i feel like a lot of people um will start a coaching business and literally who's who've never even had a social media account okay that are literally starting from scratch and they expect to start the social media account for them to have you know a hundred thousand followers and then their coaching business just skyrockets what would you say to that person who has those expectations when it actually ends up the reality is it's actually a lot a lot slower than that yeah so what i would love i would love for them to ask themselves do you want to go fast or do you want to go far Mm. right because it's like you know in the beginning it was very easy to want the fast you know the sexy thing at the time was 10k months um for me and it's just like yeah like again when i would try that on i didn't feel like myself and you know you have to actually want to help change other people's lives because that's the thing that is going to keep you going right that's the thing that had me waking up at 4 a.m to go to the gym so i could shoot my workout videos before my corporate job like you know when i wasn't having anyone reach out to me And I think that this is such an amazing time in your life because you have nothing to lose and everything to create in terms of a life for yourself, in terms of financial freedom. You will not have a financial cap with this business. And it's like, you know, it's not just you collecting money and posting pictures of yourself. If you want to be that, be an influencer. Like, you know, and there's elements of being an influencer when you are a coach and mentor, but you need to want to have that desire of like, I actually want to take my rock bottom and like never have somebody else go through that again. And for me, that was with food and my body. And that is what kept me showing up is like, oh my God, when I was 16 to like all the way to honestly, like 23 and had all of these body issues, like what would I have wanted to see? What would I have wanted to hear? What story would have really like had me go or like take better care of myself that day? And so, yeah, in the beginning, you are talking to yourself, your past self in a lot of ways. And, you know, I, I just think the things that I was helping people with, it honestly saved my life. Um, and I just think that you you have this on your heart for a reason. And I just think it's like, one step at a time and one day at a time. But again, it's like, even from day one, like you are so hungry, you are so passionate, you're doing big and bold things. You're posting things that you're probably embarrassed for other people to see that know you and oh my God, like I'm doing this new thing. No one else understands it. A lot of people aren't going to understand you, but never ever lose that tenacity and courage that you have in the beginning because you have nothing to lose. And for the person who is pretty established and is experiencing a dip, you know, what are you making it mean about you? And is this mindset of like, oh my God, this is happening. I'm never going to make money again. Constantly refreshing your DMs, like, you know, kind of being weird about a client re-signing, like, you know, like all these behaviors that are starting to show up for you in this moment is that actually a match for somebody that has a multi multi million dollar business or an eight figure business or whatever no right and it's like does that actually mean rather than getting obsessed with the month to month you know why don't you start focusing on the year as a whole right and like looking at like 
you know, this actually doesn't mean shit. Like, you know, I'm not going to remember this month in a year, like at all. And maybe it'll be a part of my story of like, wow, um, you know, look at how far I came because I didn't make it mean anything. So use this time to really like refine what your standards are, especially for your close proximity clients, hold them no matter what, you know, however, so much someone is willing to pay you it is never worth it. If you break your own boundaries, you will pay for it later. Um, focus on building out future programs and offerings. Look at your pricing, get even more behind it during this time. Um, write out a hundred reasons why you're worth, you know, 50 K or whatever your prices are. Um, and really anchor that in and honest to God, like, the biggest thing that you can do is go out and live your life, reconnect with those moments that don't have a price tag on them, like intimate moments with your partner, calling your family, FaceTiming your sister, um, you know, like laughing until you cry with your best friend, working out. Those are the moments where you actually can reconnect and remember who the fuck you are without any of these sales, without any of these clients, like reconnect with that because no one can take that away from you. That is your personal power. So stop trying to run your business off of circumstantial power because it's not who you truly are. And that's what I have to say. And we just went to church and there we go. We just went to church. Amen. Oh my gosh. That was so good. So, yeah. so good. And I, I can a hundred percent attest to what M just said, because I've lived both sides. Yeah. I, I've, I've lived both sides. And I'm telling you, the latter is just a much happier version when you can just be like, hey, like you're not viewing it as anything. You're not making it mean anything. You're actually like, okay, this is a season and this is an exciting season. This is a chance for me to make it even better or refine my offers or yeah, just go live my freaking life, you know? So good. Yeah. And, you know, it might be a time to ask yourself like, okay, in case this happens again, like how can I better set myself up? So then like a little bit of strategy can come into it, like in terms of like monthly reoccurring revenue, like getting that more in place. Um, yeah. And setting up a business, this is going to be huge for me this year is like, I'm really starting to shift my business a little bit in terms of like automation and like sales coming through emails and like all of that stuff, rather than it just constantly being from always being on right like um because you know i'm i really do believe in long term i think that there's so much set up long term i just want to take it to the next level um so yeah that might be a time to really look at that and where you're at and um building a stronger foundation of that so so yeah. good so good girl oh my gosh like i said in the beginning like you just make me want to run through a brick wall wall you know <laughs> Amazing. well em tell us where can we find you okay so instagram is my main b facebook is definitely the side check right? <laughs> <laughs> Instagram, I am at E-M-M-H-A-A-S. I am always on there, storying, posting, all the things. Um, so, yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I know that if yeah. you're an entrepreneur or business owner listening to this, like, I'm, I'm really, I'm just excited for them to hear this message. It's so good. Me too. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, girl. 